Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm Brady C. here with my co-host, as it is written in song, Adam B. How's it going, BC? How long is that song now? Do we have do we have the rest of the names written down before everyone was was blown out of the cargo bay airlock? The song the song is very long. It's a, basically a dual side LP. You got to flip it in the middle of the song at this point, but it's it's good. Yeah, is it, it one of, is it a dual side for the length, or is it a dual side so that the quality is uh, better? Is are the grooves cut wider? The grooves are cut real wide. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, BC, I'm really excited today because momentous occasion the end oh. of mandalorian season three we've seen oh. the finale oh. um and oh my goodness we have one of our favorite guests returning to the pod yeah. we have colin from normies like us joining us how's it going colin good hello there gentlemen how how are you feeling about about uh mando in general you're kind of a I'm, mando fan hmm. right yeah, I'm feeling like this is the way, of course. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you said momentous episode. I'm super excited to be here to talk the thing that I used to think saved Star Wars. <laughs> and now I like watch it and I'm oh. like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Just because we had a two hour long um, complaint fest uh, we did. for our last episode. We did. I do want to, for, for any of our listeners out there who are still Big time Mando fans. I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna mostly be a defender a defender of this last episode. Um, I'm definitely gonna throw my lot in that direction just for the sake of balance here on the pod because BC we haven't talked much. But how how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I uh, I thought this was one of the more competent episodes of this season, and I still felt like it was all over the place so in terms of what the season was i'm like this episode wasn't bad well uh, compared to a lot of really bad episodes that i thought made up season three we did meet captain bombardier this season you are right yeah <laughs> wait who's captain barton bombardier jack black oh, that would right, be jack right. black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh I, I i think my prediction held true that this would be a a bad season of the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, I still still got uh, thorough enjoyment out of all of it, but maybe we should just start kind of picking this thing apart um, in order here. Um, yeah, should we should we start from where we left off? Of course, was Din was captured, Paz Vizsla died. Um, oh. And, oh gosh! Uh, oh my! Uh, rest in peace. Was going peace. up to the spaceship and flying through the crack. Flying through the gap in the ceiling. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much... We jump from there. I mean, we are hard cut immediately into Bo-Katan running around in uh, in that huge base that was on Mandalore the whole time. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 huge, the huge Imperial base on Mandalore that has had, let's be honest, a lot of infrastructure work done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they took that over you know, and, and just decked it out in Imperial, like, in style, kind of like a Xenomorph going in and, and yeah. sliming up the walls. But, but but regardless, Adam, they were doing that, and the group of 
dirty Mandalorian pirates <laughs> who were just like skating around on the surface didn't see that happening or did yeah. not like air in any sort of way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those Mandalorian pilots have, uh, or, you know, ship riders have <laughs> bad luck and good luck, both in spades. They just happen to cross paths with Bo-Katan the first time she's landed on the planet and 30. Identify years. her by voice. Yeah. Wait, I know it's been a long time and I, I haven't had a lot of good healthcare recently, but I'm feeling pretty <laughs> sure. That's Bo-Katan. Is that Bo-Katan? This might be a, good um a good intro actually for another element that was disappointing i saw for a lot of people online which is the last episode had been called the spies right oh, yeah, yeah. and um everyone was like oh, yeah the armor is a spy the armor is yeah. a spy yeah. or there's who all are the spies and and now i see people saying it must be the boatmen the boatmen are the spies you know and everyone else is kind of like well no i just think it was just a dumb name for the episode. I don't know if there's a Mandalorian spy. Uh, I I think it was it was a dumb name, and we were dumb audience members to speculate and give them credit. They could make a bold story writing decision like that. Yeah, because the spies obviously referred to the very obvious spies who were. You've got comms officer. You've got the shadow council spies. Those are the spies. There's no spies. That didn't pay off at all. Don't all of the like, right. all of the speculation that occurred, which is like, no, those were, that was it. Those yeah. were the spies. I, I thought, but it was the show has episodes like the anyway. Jedi, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, it's about you know. But but to that end, because I think people had evidence, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, like the fact that um, the Moff Gideon was rescued and the the Mandalorian. Oh, there was a Beskar. Mandalorians must have done it, right? You're setting up the spy angle. Yeah. That was his troopers just in the Beskar armor that saved him. That was a setup for that, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it's just that he's been well, using Beskar or that he maybe that was just a clue that he's on Mandalore. Uh, it gets oh, a confusing yeah. clue. Yeah. It doesn't because Beskar okay. is everywhere these days. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it, it's stupid. Like it's it's bad writing, right? Like that that. The fact that they were like, there's a shard of Beskar. It's got to have what's well, got to be something to do with the Mandalorians. I think we have to take the logical conclusion because there's no evidence that it was anyone else, that it was because he was on Mandalore forging Beskar armor for his Beskar army of, you know, Imperial Mandalorians. Or, you know, I, I thought pseudo Mandalorian. He, I warriors. thought he planted it there to sick like the New Republic on onto the Mandalorians, being right. like the Mandalorians yeah. helped break Moff Gideon out. Bo Katan's working with, with Moff Gideon, and they I just think it's. I, it's bad writing. Like I'm, I'm. There's we have the fellas. I'm, I'm gonna. We got a level right now. We gotta stop giving them credit for being smart on a lot of things here. I don't it's think we all did, so bad. I don't think you and I did. I don't think you and I predicted no. that anything. I'm just saying the internet no. was all a buzz with, no, it, with theories no. and uh, there. There was a like, lot of fan yeah, theories, yeah. but but to me, it's like it would have made more sense if they had tried to pay that best car spec off as anything, but they didn't. There's it like they bring it up and then it's never mentioned again. They're like, oh, it must have been Mandalorians who broke them out. And then they never pay well, that off in any way. Unless it could they be do a tight power in a jar season. Yeah. What? Yeah. What would happen? I mean like, the, the the big the big buzz going on right now is well Moff Gideon doesn't have a mustache this season and neither oh. did his clones. <laughs> so the Moff Gideon who died oh, I mean we still didn't see a body, but the Moff Gideon who presumably dies in this episode he was a clone and not the real Moff Gideon. So maybe maybe Bo Katan is still hanging out with the real Moff Gideon what? somewhere. Uh, I want 
I want to go with what Brady said. Let's let's stick to the writing and, and and say watching this whole season long, we've been messaging each other, you know, reactions. I've been listening along to the podcast as well. In your guys' Mando episode where you did the the big recap of a bunch of episodes, you put it so perfectly in an offhand comment where I listened to that and I was like, Oh, okay, all the stress of this whole season is gone for me right now. Where you guys said it's written for eight year olds. But right. it shouldn't be written by eight-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's an issue. It's yeah. uh, like, look, this is Star Wars. It's Disney Star Wars. I understand those things are different. I understand what toyetic means that you make these shows right. now mm-hmm. for like literally Grogu and Mando. You're selling dolls. Like that's yeah. the whole fucking point. I yeah. get that. But the things we're pointing out right now, the things that have been going around the whole season – like season one, John Favreau writing every episode. I was like, "Shit, this guy can fucking write." I didn't know that. I knew yep. swingers. I didn't know he could write. Yeah, he can't write now. Something's <laughs> happened. Well, what happened? Well, this season's crazy. For one thing, before this season even aired, he was like, "I've already got season four written," and it's just like, "Whoa, no, buddy! Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow whoa. down. Stuff's not but working. Go Course back correct. to the drawing board, I please." Also, I watched some of the panels from Celebration Europe uh, last night, and Favreau and Filoni come out, and they both seem to be on high dose edibles. Like they both seem to be pretty high. I could be wrong. Um, Filoni's always a little bit kind of like subtle and looking off in the distance, but. Favreau looks looks like he's yeah. <laughs> a little paranoid, and he he has all this stuff to say, you know, about uh, that's kind of like cagey of him talking about how well now you know things are different because we have all these other things that have to tie into the universe, yeah. and it's almost like he it looks like he feels guilty about this season being bad right. is what it looked like. Um, but I got to start talking about reading stuff. I didn't know that yeah. I'd have to do that when I invented Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, never watched all of rebels. You I never know? really cared about the deep lore of star Wars. I wanted to make my monster of the week show with laser guns. Um, yeah. Lone wolf and cub in space. Obviously we, you know, everybody's pointed that out, but yes, he's, yeah, and hopefully yeah, that's, that's where fair. we're going with season four, which is one of the reasons why I'm warm on this episode. Is we end with, you know, Din Djarin basically say, or you know, the very like the plot forcibly being like, you have to leave Mandalore and hard, go back hard to being, reset. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got to go back to I mean, doing they, what you were doing. Which I apologize for everything we did this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, oh, now I'm going it, to hunt Nazis for the New Republic yes, yeah. as an independent contractor. Great, yeah, I want that season again. Cool. <laughs> but, so let, I want to. I want to go back. So let's let's do the contents of this episode or as best we can. Yeah. And then I think we can put it into the larger context of this season and going forward too. Right. So we, we do pick up where we left off. We've got, we've got bow in action. Axe Wolves is flying out of orbit into, (laughs) into the capital ship. Takes a lot of fuel, I would imagine. But again, Star Wars isn't concerned with with fuel no. physics anymore. No. Now we land capital ships all the time. We just yeah. bring so, them on down to the ground. So Bo gives Axe Woves his marching order. The the tie bombers and interceptors, all really of Gideon's cool. ships are, cool. looks are come are coming after that ship. She's like, you know, make that the target. We're not going to beat him in the air. And so Axe Woves goes. He's gonna he's gonna man the capital ship. We're intercutting with. I mean, the action in this is 
really fulfilling in the in this yeah. part of the episode. I, I thought it was really so well done. I was disappointed last episode because it's the same director for these last two. Yeah. Um, and I was really disappointed last episode because I thought the action sucked. And this episode, I was like, that's, there it is. Like, that's, yeah, there's it was, like some k- kinetic action happening. It, yes. You're absolutely right. It, it had, it had like, it had that like pull you in edge of your seat momentum of like, oh, this is exciting. Like there's constant movement. I mean, the Axe way it's Wolves being was cut. Good. The, the Axe Wolves Axe was Wolves did yeah. a good job. <laughs> good for him. Shout out to that guy for being cast in like a one line role in season one and then coming yeah, back this, and like knocking out of the park, you know? This podcast has said the words Axe Wolves more than any <laughs> other human beings on the planet, including John Favreau writing the character. See, yeah. I, uh, I once had a really nice Axe Wolves trading card in my possession, Colin, what? that I had to send back because of part of a debacle involving me trying oh. to get rid of a Kira Doom card that i had Um, but anyway so i'm familiar with axe wolves and when i was negotiating with the guy to get the card i was like i was like i'm giving you a great deal unless this guy suddenly has a way bigger part next season you know which is why i'm trying to get the card is in case he does yeah uh but anyway yeah it's just i'm just living through him colin of being a bit part and getting to then do cool things later. Well, you guys talked about like, would you want to be a Jedi versus be a Mandalorian? I have had this feeling my entire life of not wanting to be looked at or like way. So to be Axe Wolves and occasionally take it off and kind of do some handsome guy parts, but then you're fucking yeah. back to the action. I'm yeah. there with you, dude. If you can not perceive me and I can be on screen at the yes. same time, now we're talking. That's I'm winning. If I can just stand in the corner with my arms crossed, with my helmet on, just kind of like scanning back and yeah. forth and i'm yeah. telling my kids that's me like yeah. have to believe <laughs> that's uh, to, maybe just to wrap that chain up i think it'll be easier if we just say he's gonna crash the ship into the base yeah. so he gets this sequence of crashing the ship and he sh- gets out the window which Ejecting. i appreciated that makes sense of yeah worse but then yeah. when, he, when he's at the end i was like oh axe wolves all right <laughs> smart to not just uh kill yourself yeah, yeah. like uh what's his name at the end of the last episode uh paz Vizla. yeah yeah um yeah it's like paz you can just go there's a hole um but no he you know he wanted the glory he didn't want to raise axe was like uh i'm gonna live thank you very much i can just eject it's fine hey but uh, back to the spies thing when he's like oh there's a hole in the ceiling it just takes off i was like well i guess axe yeah. is the yeah, bad guy yeah. right yeah no nope not axe was not the armor not anyone so no, Axe Wolves no sends all the extras out to go then land on the dropships, which is silly, uh, but I will forgive a lot of silly anytime we get a clumsy landing. Um, we got a clumsy landing into the ship. That was good. And then, then they go in the ships further uh, down and then get redropped, um, which does make sense, I guess. We never see those TIE fighters again. No. So they go and they they shoot at the ship and he crashes it and then they never rejoin the fray. So they've got a lot of. I, I guess we can assume the Mandalorian spaceships are fighting them, uh, but we don't get any of that action. Nope. Um, we do get the intercutting action with Din and Grogu, who who are going to to find our 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 Project Necromancer tanks uh, full of. Moff Gideon's Grogu just shows dun, up. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Shocking reveal. Grogu somehow finds not really Dan, exciting, I guess, but fine. The Force well, uh, rescues him in his IG88 suit. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. No, no. Uh, <laughs> guys, you're saying, again, bad writing, not very exciting. You know, this is a week to week. This is a Saturday morning cartoon where you're, you're right, like, you're right. you watch the last one. You're like, fuck, Din Djarin got taken. What the fuck's going to happen? How's he going to get out of that? And you do the imagination. You do the brainstorming. You're fucking 10 years old watching <laughs> Star Wars again. And yeah. then it's like, well, he just headbutts a guy while he's being taken away. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're like, yeah. that's it? That's like, yeah. Dr. Pershing, like the mind erasing stuff, like the fact that Moff Gideon was like, take him to like the correction chamber or whatever. I was like, oh shit, something's about to happen to my boy Din Djarin. No, nothing. It's, no. you know, he just gets out of it. It's fine. He, I, I, I think there's something about, again, I'm going to pick on the writing this entire time because it's something that uh, is talked about for um, in, in Andor, where it's like, just look at consistencies in character. I think. I think the Mandalorian has been a Din Djarin has been all over in terms of like power this season. He goes to like super fuck you OP mode in this episode where it's like he can kick basically anybody's ass who's put in front of him where there are other times where it's like, he's looked like an incompetent, not totally incompetent, but like not as skilled as he is fighter. It's just like, it's been inconsistent. So he, he does, he just, he, we break him out immediately. Right. He's like, okay, well I'm not being escorted there. I'm on this other mission, right? I'm going to go do this other thing. We're going to get, we're going to go, we're going to destroy the Gideon clones. Fine. Cool. Whatever. Like the Gideon clones are the Gideon clones. He was trying to create himself as a Jedi Mandalorian, whatever, such a whatever. Who, his, his what, like, word salad. plan. Yeah. His, really just yeah. The, like, you know, his, what's cool about Star Wars? Potpourri of Star yeah. Wars. Everything. Everything's yeah. cool about Star Wars. I want to be Star Wars. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be sense. the. I'm gonna be the the Alpha and Omega Star War character. And you're just like, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing really compelling about him or his plan here. It's not even really. I. I, I guess we're to assume it's not directly tied to the Snoke stuff because you know the new Hux guy was like, you're not. He was like, you're working on clones. And he was like, well, you're the one who's obsessed with clones. I just like to clone myself. I just think like, hey, I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. It's clear it those tracks are laid yeah, for, yeah. you know, eventually somehow Palpatine returns. Right. You know, but like, he's not serving the emperor at this point. No, he's serving himself no, no. is what yeah. we learn. Um, yeah, I guess. But it feels like part, part, you know, to give us the world of where this is something that's possible. Look, there he is opening his eyes in a, you know, jump scare moment with little Grogu freaking him out, freaking our little boy out. I do, I do um, like no. that they just flush him. Uh, that's a pretty cool <laughs> shot. And then we have, we have Din, uh, before that, actually calling on R5, who he calls Buddy. And I'm like, all right, he's hey, been around yeah. a lot this season. Hey, pal. I don't know if he's Buddy yet. <laughs> anyway. Also, you famously hate droids, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. go on. <laughs> he's yeah. warm to them off screen, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we get R5. Now every, every droid flies now, which is a real recent addition to star wars over you know since episode three i guess <laughs> yeah. or episode two really but they really uh, fly now they they can oh, just fly around sure being in theaters watching that moment in episode three where r2d2 lights that super battle droid on fire with his little like flying and you know the oil slick i remember saying out loud star wars is crazy <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, he does fly Shocking. in episode two first. He like kind of hovers over, but it's it's not super confident flight. Now, now right. even old R five can just R five like... is like 
go in like he could compete with Axe Wolves to get to that capital <laughs> yeah, ship if he wanted to. Yeah, droid like, is you like 90% race? rocket <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuel. Those yeah, astromechs yeah. are like just yeah, yeah. bombs. As Vizsla shoots another hole in a ceiling, R5 yeah. fucking shoots up there. <laughs> yeah. like, but this what, is great. I do like the R5 stuff because it seems wonky because it's practical. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I think the mouse bit droids. they have with the, yeah. the mouse droid police, I don't know. I, I laughed out loud. It's fun. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in, it, you're you're getting that moment. Of, you, you were calling back to Revenge or Episode Phantom four. Menace with the with the with the the doors opening and yeah, closing, yeah. We, and we him going into the, the next Darth room. Payoff, which this uh, this fight scene I thought was great. There's a moment yeah. where he's you know he doesn't have weapons, so he's stealing knives. And there's a moment where he tries to grab a blaster from a guy who falls into a pit. So he doesn't quite get the the gun out of his that hand. Was really cool. And I was like, "This is this is good action. This is he gets to have like a shield and a mace at a, at one point, and it's it's well done. Yeah, yeah, I really think that like the way that he's. I mean, it's the action is well done. Yeah, I do think it plays into the like he's so op that no one can stop him. Like where you see him armoring up from the like individual rooms that he's going to. So like. Now he's got the shield. Now he's got this, and he's going like that's a that's a cool build in the writing to the action, but it does play just like I don't know. He becomes just like invincible in terms I, of his fighting skill. To I feel point. I feel what you're you're saying, uh, Brady. But I did I felt more like this was kind of an Indiana Jones style move of like I'm not great, but I'm gonna fucking try like he does seem like he's on the edge of losing and he does lose sometimes but for whatever reason he's just getting lucky all the way through yeah um i don't know i i just like there was no doubt in my mind that he succeed you know i don't know i just didn't feel like the yeah the peril for him i was like he's just gonna roll through everybody i never felt those like the danger of the stakes in this episode and I mean, Grogu does have to rescue him several times. He does, but he does, which I love that I credit to storytelling. Having Grogu have like some <laughs> some level of power that he can display yeah, yeah. is great. Getting into the again, fights. Yeah, but but again, it's so inconsistent throughout the season where it's like when he's having the paintball fight, he gets popped a couple times and he's just like a he's like a green little puppet. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a Jedi, I can flip around well, and can shoot you a thousand push. times. That's his. Yeah. He's just. Well, he's got he does a bubble. Push. Yeah, he, he does um, do a bubble, and he doesn't fall asleep immediately, which is fantastic. True. That's true. <laughs> I, I thought, thought he would. I thought he'd get real. Tired. I thought he was going to take a little nap, but he just sat down. He took a little breather. He didn't pass out. I, so I, he's growing. I love that first stage, uh, or the the red door fight, though. It's probably the the peak of the episode for me. Yeah. And I like him getting to use different weapons, yeah. and he picks up new pistols, which solves. A big issue for me. Now he's got twin pistols. They're there at the end of the episode. He, he's he, moved beyond. He used to be a gunslinger. Just you know, one like that, that used to be his his thing. And then he got physical. He got the spear. He got the dark saber. Obviously, yeah. he was never good at the dark saber. Which is to cool. your point, he's very good at the improv fighting in this. But to jump ahead and to agree with Brady here, when he's fighting the Praetorian guards, <laughs> I'm like, I three don't on need one. Any of this? Yeah, that that. Is that cheapens how they are in Last Jedi, in my opinion? That kind of did he like, do well two... though? I thought he got his ass kicked, and Grogu was pushing everybody He's around the whole time. He's stabbing him in the neck like a <laughs> maniac. I mean, he, he is. He's he like is, dirty. He yeah. is Din Djarin, boys. What have you seen season two? I mean, yeah, he was yeah. cool in that. He was cool. Yeah. 
I just don't think he's been cool in season three. That's true. Up until in now, spaceship. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, well, the only other his spaceship is different. Yeah, he gets yeah. kind of fucked up he's in the cave, fighting the the beasts in the cave. When he loses to the spider, it's just because he like steps on a mouse trap, basically. You know, yeah, just like and then he gets stuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> that blood pump. Uh, but I guess yeah, the the where he's the weakest is on the droid planet, probably. Right or the on the the Blade Runner episode? Yeah, he's getting thrown around that episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I, yeah, I I guess I I agree with you, BC. But uh, I prefer him to be Indiana I mean, Jones level lucky clumsy. I, and and there there it is it is in there right like he has to be saved by a, a two foot green puppet multiple yeah. times right like that's that's part of the fight that he's having with the Praetorian Guard. But yeah. having but. It's just like the way that they completely washed uh, Paz Vizsla yeah. in the previous episode. It's like, him apart. Like, and maybe that's just a discrepancy between the two of them as fighters, but it's like, it made them seem so much more dangerous that, like, when he went into that fight, I was like, is there danger there? And it's like, oh no, he's, he's pretty okay. He's got Grogu. And again, now, uh, but to be fair, Grogu is, uh, is there helping him, flipping around. Force pulling stuff. He's there's some comedic stuff in there, right? Like yeah. he's snatching the things away. He's making it hard for him. The, one of the other things is we're now we're also intercutting between the Bo Katan and Moff Gideon saber. Well, we haven't even talked about all the Mandos uh, fighting the Mandos in the air, including the, the armor hammering Mando people troopers. In the sky. Just, oh just, my god! Just so much, so much action in this first part of the episode, which. I thought was legitimately I, pretty thrilling. I I yeah. thought the as a watch. I've seen a lot of you know CG flying, and I don't even watch like Marvel movies, so I, so I don't, I don't know that I'm quite up to date with where our digital mess films are. But when I was yeah. watching the the air combat, I was like, I've seen much worse than this in movies. Oh, yeah. Like it looks pretty good. I can tell who's hitting who. The the armor yeah. having a hammer is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in, in the air. yeah, the melee build in D and D or the barbarian or whatever, being like <laughs> flying through the air and having to like smash people. That's that's great. That's cool. Yeah, that was that that was fun. I thought, but uh, to your point, BC, uh, they get through the the red doors and then they're Mando's fighting Moff Gideon and then the yeah. Praetorian Guard come out. Yeah, and uh, it's they get so so Bo Katan separated. Bo comes in. Yeah, it's. It's all very actiony, superhero-y, like yeah, very I mean, superhero. The, the, yeah. Yes, I mean totally. And it, 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 the CGI does look relatively good compared to some of Marvel's recent stuff. Um, and it, it all plays into the larger theme of like now we're seeing all of the Mandalorians together, and that's all well and good and yeah. whatever. It's uh, it sucks that Moff Gideon is the big threat because yes. to me the payoff would have been all the other Mandos come to Mando and fight the Praetorians. And it is this group swarm. We are superior. Yeah. You can't use that moment twice, obviously. So you're going to yeah. use it in the Moff Gideon fight. Yeah. But the problem is, is that like, I don't care about this. Cause like, he's not Darth Vader. Like you'll right. never be Darth Vader dog. I well, see what you're doing. You're never going to be Darth Vader dog. I, I got super, uh, I got major, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Use Super Shredder vibes nice. off Incredible. of Moff Gideon. <laughs> that is exactly what's happening in this. You are 100 percent right. Well, it's like he's like, it's not just Shredder, it's Super Shredder now because he's <sighs> he's freaking roided out. We've got a professional wrestler who's six foot ten in that suit. He's like, okay. 
again, he still gets his ass kicked. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I just got, and Moff well, he, Gideon just felt like, well, I guess it's the end of the season. We should probably throw in Moff Gideon. I, what do you well, tell us? I, there, I, you know? I agree. One episode. <laughs> I agree, but I always feel this about big bads, even Darth yeah. Vader yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't feel a threat from a singular being yeah. who's the evil person because they're going to die because of the plot. <laughs> like they're not right. Like they yeah. are set up to be killed as a, as a villain. Um, like I think I'm like Spider 90% Droid sure he's coming back, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's, there's he's coming back. Was in a long I didn't fire. consider that. I mean, we didn't, uh, we did saw, we saw him engulfed in flames, yeah. but we didn't see a body. He's made you know clones what I mean? of himself. He, he yeah. seems to love doing it. And it seems like he's, a lot of this right now is the politics of loving doing it for Disney. Yeah. You know, Disney being like, <laughs> sure. oh, we'll keep it. We've already You'll got come your back. He loves this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care what shit we put in front of him. He'll yeah. say it really good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I want to say, because yeah. I, for the most part, one, I've always thought the season would be bad. And two, yeah. I thought the season was bad. This for <laughs> me was like if I had watched Boba Fett and the finale had been so much better than the rest of the episodes. For me, watching this, I was like, I don't know, man. I'm getting cool action scene after cool action scene. I like that it's Bo-Katan alone with the dark saber fighting Gideon instead of Mando. Um, but, but Adam, if this season was called The Book of Mandalore, uh-huh. I would like it, I think. I, I, I don't know. I it's just again, it's expectations versus execution. You're never gonna mm. win that battle, you know, as a creator. That's that's why you gotta do a show called Andor and everyone's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you set that's how you set just the bar yeah, low. trick people. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. Uh yeah. but I, I don't know. I thought the fight was okay. Um and we get, you know, Bo Katan the big thing that happens is the Darksaber is crushed. Which Can I just me, pause and say, I fucking hate this so much. Like, the fact that we spend so much time with the Darksaber is so important. Like, I guess to, to a degree, I'm like, fine, just get rid of the fucking thing. Let's just be done with how important this goddamn saber is. That right? was my reaction was I was yeah. just like, I'm so sick of it. Thank yeah. Goodness. It, yeah. Like, like I, I was sick of it when she got the saber. I was sick of it when I was like, well, it's got to pass a certain way. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, all of it was just like, I don't care about any of this Darksaber stuff. I think it's cooler if someone has it because it just looks awesome on screen. Yeah. And then they're like, well, no, it got snapped. You're like, what the fuck have we been bitching? And like, why have we made such a big fucking deal about this? They just be like, you know what? Save just me. just break it. It's very in line with the season. It uh, is. It's like, it just the like, attitude of the But you depression. told me this thing was important. I know I did. I don't care. Like, that yeah. is John Favreau's, like, entire <laughs> MO this season. It's interesting. Well, and symbolically, I guess, yes, it's it's part of our clan sees that as important. The other part doesn't give a fucking shit about who has the Darksaber or how they got it. And now it's destroyed. Like, it, it's all just really clumsily bringing the Mandalorians together, right? It's all about, like, right. the unification of the, the hats and the non-hats. You know, it's like, how are we going to get the, our, our groups... Gotta- we to have coexist, to the non-hats, or we have to keep the hats around because we want Pedro uh, in in the role forever, but we don't want him to have to show up. So we have yeah. to make sure <laughs> that there's no sure like of release of the contract. But like some you, of them get to stay zealots. <laughs> but you guys pointed out, like in the Blade Runner episode, like, oh, what strange messaging that you know. When I live in a utopian society, it's actually bad because I'll get lazy. Yeah. Whenever yeah, I watch yeah. this subplot, yeah. I'm like, so the message is. 
I have to put up with fundamentalist like religious cults or like the right because like we're all Americans and like we need a different enemy. Like, I, I don't believe that's true for a minute, John Favreau. <laughs> That the it's really weird watching the show uh, because uh, I I mean just more and more we're, we're inundated with like this terribly sick country that we live in <laughs> and you know the, the show being like yeah uh, weapons are part of my religion and I am going to teach my oh, young son my, think of that. I'm going to teach my <laughs> yeah, child yeah, how, to, how to do violence you know yeah. do violence with me from a young age and that's yeah. how it is and that's how. That's Add actually... his name to the song of the gun registry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me... Wait, what was that? There's Wait, a, hold there's on, a huh? bit what? in um, King of the Hill. How old? <laughs> there's an episode of King of the Hill where Hank takes Bobby to go get a gun, and they go to Walmart, and he goes, "Excuse." He talks to an employee. He says, "Excuse me, sir, where is the children's gun aisle?" And he thinks for a second. He's like. Wow, 12. <laughs> and this does feel like the yeah. I mean, it's the. This would have been just fun to me 10 years ago, and I'm having the same thing with a lot of video games that I play now, you know, like hyper-realistic violent video games, where it's just like, some of it's kind of a bummer to still be caught up in, you know, gun culture to the degree of like, here's John Wick 4 and the Mandalorian, our, our big heroes still mostly dish out violence with, you know, weapons that you can buy that you can buy in the US. So as much as I don't love um things being focused on Jedi, that is something nice about Jedi. When you watch Jedi, it's like, oh, they got a sword. That's a little less <laughs> it doesn't make me think about uh, you know, the three mass shootings that happened no. this morning or it's whatever. a civilized weapon or from a or a weapon of a civilized time or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. 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 civilized it. It's yeah. classy yeah. as shit. You yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what Obi Wan says. This thing, this is classy as shit. So yeah. that having this kind of confusion of remember that i'm just watching a show for fun but anytime the politics get a little murky it is like i'm living in a hellscape which was the the opposite (laughs) was true of andor where it was watching and it was like they got away with saying this about society (laughs) like wow the the politics of andor were very much like Right on, brother. You yeah, know, like, yeah. I mean, the uh, politics of Andor are... You guys get me are, closer to watching it. I'm, I'm the telling you. The politics of Andor are, you have are got like to watch build it. a bomb and do it. terror. I can't believe you have not watched this yet. It's I know. I know. Anyway, we got to talk about worse worse writing. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just I did feel a little weird about that. And, and when it ends, when the, the episode ends, and I'm like, Mandalorian got new pistols that he's wearing on his hip. Cool. Wait a second. Oh, man. Oh, no. Dang it. <laughs> like, a lot of other people probably going to want to wear around their guns and live in a society where you stand around in the street and shoot people. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's just getting, uh, you know, the reality that is seeping in is making my fiction less fun. Well, would yeah. you guys feel safe if the peacekeeper walking around the streets our sheriff was a big tall robot yeah yeah so let's let's wrap this up bo-katan uh, is loses the fight to moff gideon yes. but there's mando with his new guns to help her out and then we get you know the axe wove crashing the ship in but we get you know kind of reminiscent of, of rebels we have grogu protecting everybody with the force holding the yeah. fire back uh i thought it was really stupid I thought two things were really stupid, and I was I was cry I was I was crying. This was a weird response. I never cry at at media. Uh, that's yeah. not maybe that's going to happen more as I get older. Is something I've been told. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but I found myself like dropping tears during this, and I was like, "This is so stupid." <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, if I was a, you know, again, if I was through the eyes of a child, uh, that's that's fine or whatever. And then, yeah, time. And you're back holding in. a Grogu doll. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're in your. This pajamas. is not one of those I podcasts. Need you to take it um but then we get wrapping around to the intro of season one we get ragnar in the water his father's dead oh God, no one's gonna take him on his pilgrimage yeah, forget, forget Mandalorian, about his isn't gonna step up and help him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, din jarn doesn't give a shit about ragnar but he will speak up for another foul they will you adopt me? I kind of got my hands. I got, I got one. Two's, two's kind of a lot. Two's kind of asking a lot of me right now. I could really only do the one, and I don't really know you, so good luck. You, hey, kid, your dad was an asshole. Like, <laughs> and he wanted to die. He, he, yeah. really... he could have escaped. Yeah. He just thought you were and a piece he, of shit, so he just he stayed there and fought his death. Yeah. <laughs> he chose he, he, to die. He fully knew you were alive and waiting, and he chose death. Just, I'd live with that for a while. Okay? So, little orphan Ragnar, we This we is the baptize. way. We, <laughs> yes, Ragnar. Yes, Ragnar. That's this right. is the way. Go down under the water to be baptized and stay there for a long time, Ragnar. If he dropped like Din, I would have fucking <laughs> lost my mind. They just offer yeah. him to the the Mythosaur. But no, she yes. baptizes him and they cut yeah. the line about having to wear the helmet forever. That's yeah, gone. Yeah. So, you know, that's been it's changed. A choice. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Mando coming up to clumsily be like, hey, I know I've literally been referred to as this creature's dad before, um, (laughs) but now we have to we have to end this on an emotional note. So Grogu armorer, do you understand how merchandising rights work? (laughs) When I say that I'm his father, legally, we can release a new toy that says Din Djarin's son, Din Grogu. Grogu, I did have a spoiler for this because last year on Father's Day, I ordered the tops uh subset oh, of star wars yeah. cards the 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 print to order which has yeah. din jarin and grogu as you know oh, happy solid. father's day on it amazing um, so. amazing anyway the, basically the armor is like he can't fucking talk you dummy we can't make <laughs> he him can't take the creed <laughs> what are you, what are you dumb <laughs> he was pressing buttons to talk to us earlier we, you can't legally do this well but what if i was his dad now he says now I'm sorry. She says only his parents could do that. And yeah. who knows where they are? Yeah, she's really leaning in on. of like, hey, you 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 better step up here. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, I took it as in the same way that in our book of Boba Fett, you know, lead up to this season where she's like, you could never be a Mandalore unless, of course, you went to Mandalore, <laughs> yeah, bathed yeah. in the water. Mandalore. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, oh, season four is going to be the quest for and the exploration ah. of what is the Yoda species. That's interesting. Oh, now, oh. we get Nazi Hunter, which is very cool. <laughs> also <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah like no, she's just there. kind of like, hey, are you going to are you going to step up or not? And and here's the other part where I was like, this is really stupid and forced. And I, I was like. I was, there were heavy tears coming out of my eyes. I think it's because I, you know, adopted a dog a couple years ago. And yeah. I was just yeah. like, oh, it's like my dog. And Grogu's <laughs> basically a really smart dog this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So that's silly, whatever. Um, 
uh, or at least it was silly to me, but also emotionally powerful. So good on them, yeah. I guess. They did it. They did what they wanted as far as my my response. They were emotionally manipulative yes. right at the end of the season. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and they got right. me. You, you nailed it. Yeah. Good, good work. And so then we get the wrap up, which is the most exciting part to me, uh, which is. Forget this season. We're starting yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yeah, well, now you got to take. Un, un, unlike Ragnar, who doesn't yeah. have a dad, you got to go take Grogu on a bunch of adventures. Like, and they also see the adventures of young Mando here, where they're like, just like your guardian once took you on adventures yeah. as yeah. a youngster. Um, like, okay, yeah. And so he goes. Can't wait for that comic book to come out. From Grief Karga, who actually that's out of order. He immediately goes to the New Republic base. To see yep. Carson Teva and uh, Hunter Trapper Wolfman or whatever Dave Filoni's character. <laughs> Dave Filoni in his cowboy hat. <laughs> yes. Hunter Wolf Moon or something. It truly is where you're like, but Trapper you Wolf. write this. Gentlemen, you... please. His name is Trapper Wolf. Put some fucking respect on it, okay? <laughs> you're the guy who gets to write everything about Star Wars. And somebody was like, okay, you could be it. What do you want your name to be? He's like, Trapper Wolf, obviously. I mean, he's the, he walks around with those like wolves howling at the moon shirts. Like Dwight Schrute, like he 100% has those shirts, yeah, and like seriously a, wears them, yeah. Like yeah. that's that's his thing. So uh, yeah, there he is. He's having a beer or whatever. Um, and <laughs> this is a, all a little bit clumsy, uh, if not a lot clumsy. But the gist of it is, is still like, hey, you got a dead IG unit up there. We're gonna take that memory chip. Great. We so its memory circuit is why it gets to be an eleven still. I could not follow that for even a second. Why would you try? It's this is ridiculous. This is the this is the dumbest shit of all time. The IG twelve thing. If if I was honestly going to try to canonically explain that, that is grief carga making some shit up because he's like yeah like that's just him being like oh no he, now he's like, ig12 the, like yeah, the, that's the, not the how little that babu fricks the angalorians or ever were like it's gonna cost this much and he's like mando they told me it can't be done <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen so they get yeah, the memory like, chip okay. out of the other head to then so that ig11 can come back or whatever but i also i do like that the rebel bar just has a bunch of helmets of dead stormtroopers yeah, and shit great. like that's cool hey, and fucking scary yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and manda's like hey i want to hunt some of those nazis up there too but i don't want to work for you which is him but becoming... i have a son <laughs> yeah, yeah i have a son so i'm going to be a little more careful or not i'm not sure I guess also maybe... he's the same age as me. We're not going to teach him to speak for a few more decades, though. So yeah. <laughs> he seems to have the capacity. We just I don't want to give him a computer or a droid that can do he, it for him. There was a moment this season where he said to him, you're a Mandalorian, so you have to understand star maps. Now you see this is our coordinates. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, if you're having these conversations, then he can sing whatever little song you want at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't he, he make the mouth sounds yet? I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, we just get a big reset of I'm going to work for you like I'm Kyle Katarn, basically, and I'm going to hunt Nazis all season long next season. And I was like, wow, this is what I didn't think would be possible after this season. As I am now looking forward to season four of Mando because I just want to watch. I just want to watch Nazi Hunt of the Week. Uh, I think it'd be fun. And also, we know. have IG Eleven as know. the Marshal of Navarro for whatever reason. Yeah, Colin, I just Colin, what's your what's your level of looking forward to next <laughs> season? It, but it's to your points of the the power scaling with Din Djarin. Uh, it, it, it's an issue of storytelling with Din Djarin, where you go. 
But what do you want him to accomplish? Where is the drive for his character to go? Obviously, uh, John Favreau has come out now and been like very proudly saying, "Like, there's no end game in sight for this. I have no plan." <laughs> and you're like, we you, know. <laughs> you're saying that so positively, and I'm not saying it has to be leading somewhere. But to say that and then to literally announce in the same breath, Dave Filoni is directing a movie that wraps up the Mando universe. I go, okay, hold on. What is the Mando universe? Because I don't understand what that is. And two, the story this whole season, which wasn't necessarily Din Djarin's, I understand that, that yeah. he's sucked into this by association bo of, hey, it would be cool if we reformed Mandalore. I guess. Okay. <laughs> he guess. seems to go along with that. Yeah. And then, But we our understanding in this last episode is that meant nothing to him. Because he, it's not like he's like, well, I don't really want to be a part of our culture anymore. I would like to retire where we were promised to live with my little son. And it's just, that seems so directionless. His future yeah. to me seems so directionless. I And to put all this, you know, just all your chips down and say like, but remember, he is the cornerstone and there will be a movie. And of course, Pedro in that one. We'll probably be paying him a lot more, so get ready to see that helmet off. And he is gonna know, pop we'll that to, helmet yeah, right off. Like you're you just, gonna see his face throughout that thing. You just imagine again that Kathleen Kennedy. I know you guys have said like who's giving notes to Dave Filoni and John Favreau. I don't believe anyone. But <laughs> yeah, to no. what you said, Adam, to him sort of apologizing of like. I've really opened the can of worms with this one, haven't I, guys? Like, the, the attitude was more I like, was I'm coming. pretty pissed that I was forced to do this. Is yes. The vibe yes. I was getting of like, yes. I'm starting to and feel the mouse that. grabbing my shoulders yes. here. And I agree. It's like, not fair. I don't think a wrap-up is going to go well. I think it, it, it no. is Filoni's project. It, it's it. What they mean by the Mandoverse is just this period, which is five to ten years after Return of the Jedi. And I think Mando, you know, depending on how that plays out, it'll involve Mando more or less. But I'm not really yeah. concerned with that. I think it's going to suck. But Star Wars to me is not movies and it's not TV. It's much more like a comic book series where it's like Spider-Man runs for 50 years. Sometimes Spider-Man sucks. Sometimes Spider-Man <laughs> is great. Depending right. on the author, depending on whatever. But they managed to isolate Spider-Man storylines in their own little sub-universes, and the same with Batman, right? So I look at Star Wars the same way I when I was reading Batman of, I'm just hoping for one more good graphic novel that I can yeah. like read on the Wouldn't couch. it be great if they attached a good writer to it again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and so that's what I'm hoping season four is. It's not even something great, yeah. but just like, ah, this is another one that I will buy the trade paperback of and put on my shelf with the rest of my Batman, even though, though a lot of the Batman is trash and I'm never going to buy it, right? Um like, That's kind of how I, I feel, I guess. I mean, I think I think it's a very healthy attitude to have towards Star Wars because there's a lot of it that is crap. Like, like I, as for as much as I love Star Wars, there's a lot of it that's bad. I think part of my problem is that we've had a lot of what I think is bad Star Wars recently. I think Book of Boba Fett sucked. I think the Obi Wan Kenobi mostly sucked, and I think it this sucked. season sucked. It's I again, God, we'll talk about Andor till, till, till the sun comes up. It's amazing. Like that show is is legitimately yeah, yeah. well written. is is completely fantastic. But what they consider like to be their main properties, like 
the the heavy hitters, the big characters, the stuff that like again expectation versus what what is actually done. I mean, part of that's on me for expecting these to be really good, but none of them have even come close to to the quality that I would expect for Mandalorian season three, for Obi Wan Kenobi coming back, for a show that's about Book of Boba Fett. But do you and remember- to me, Star Wars like Sorry. Star Wars is. Like Star Wars is a big screen experience. I I think it is hard to do Star Wars on a small screen unless you do it very purposefully. Where the first two seasons of Mandalorian are like, it's Adventure of the Week. That reads as a TV show to me. Now they're saying, it's not Adventure of the Week. It's part of the larger world of Star Wars that's going to be coming to a motion picture theater near you in seven fucking years. And you're just like, okay, well, this television show fucking sucks because it has none of the scale of a movie and it doesn't have any of the quality writing of a television show so what even is this other than like this is a corporate jargon placeholder to get us to something else that we want to do eventually what we've realized is announcing big projects raises our stock. And you're like, yeah, oh, right. that's, exa- that's entirely I'm what this viewer, is. though. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, Kevin Feige's doing some Star Wars, you know, and like, well, he's made a shitload of money doing Marvel. And he was like, he's not doing Star Wars. Yeah, I'm there like, have oh, been more canceled So you're just manipulating movies. stock prices. Like, that's super cool. Fun. Yeah, How many canceled amazing. Star Wars movies have we had in the past five years? Um, well, the... Yeah, Rogue One, the, the Ryan Johnson was supposed trilogy. to be a movie. Boba Fett Fett was supposed to be a movie. Um, I think Kenobi was probably originally being developed as a movie. The Rogue Squadron Squadron was a movie. They just threw that the trash. Boom, Dunzo. Ryan Johnson's trilogy. They were like, "It's not happening." This fucking sucks. Um, They they got Ryan Johnson's trilogy is never happening. Like, I don't, I don't like. That's just he loves to talk about it, Brady. He loves to interview. Say like, no. not canceled and you're like shut the fuck up contractually they're obligated to pay me a large amount yeah, yeah, of money yeah, to does. write a trilogy yeah, yeah, so i'm gonna keep saying legally that i will be doing it I yeah, yeah. To- oh i'm sitting down writing very diligently some scripts for them i listened to his wife on a podcast accidentally it was like one of those things where it like my I was letting a podcast play and it rolled over into I think Pete Holmes's podcast maybe or something that I I very <laughs> rarely listen to now you know um, but it was his wife because she's a film critic and Rena Longworth yeah and and there was some stuff in there that was a little bit like not directly talking about Star Wars but about like kind of his problems in the industry or whatever uh, and I was like oh she's talking about how mad he is about the Star, Star Wars, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting <laughs> yeah. have you have you guys reacted on air to the Ray movie announcement no uh, we talked very briefly about the Ray movie I, yeah, that I was announced at Celebration of, yeah being like I don't want to see it but I will I, I mean, <laughs> it's not I, mean I mean Grogu sense, will be in that movie. he has to be in I'm that movie right that yeah now. he'll be in and it and he yeah. will be talking and he'll you know he'll he'll be, Grogu loves that's Ray. why they didn't cast James Corden <laughs> as Thrawn they're casting James Corden as Grogu the poster here's what they're going to do the poster is going to be Grogu leaning up on BB-8 and they're going to sell 100 million <laughs> tickets immediately just Grogu posting up on BB-8 throwing up a little yeah. peace sign like Andrew Kennedy just, comes on the PA there will be no trailer and you're like yeah okay. <laughs> great fantastic uh I mean it, I don't know this it has all felt very of the corporate machinations of the overlord this I mean, a, a lot of I, this stuff that's what i was which worried about pain 
from the 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 start of you must go to the mines of Mandalore and bathe in the waters. I was like, here we go. Like we're going into multiverse territory and we're going into like, you know, big connected lore. Um, which I just is a bummer. Uh, I guess I, I just think there's a way to do better. what they were trying to do. Yeah, of course. Like uh, that goes without saying they could have done all of this better, but even to the point of like continuity between characters, the armor has such a wild shift from her book of fucking Boba Fett appearance where she is the most hardline, hardcore. She hates it, yeah, she is like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you helmet taken off, son of a bitch. I never want to see you again unless you go to the mines of really? Mandalore. You got that read from, from her? I, I never yeah. felt that way. I always felt oh, like she I, was trying to mother him and she was uh, trying I, to guide him to go do fair, these things. And the same I mean, way fair, she's being like, do you want Grogu? You she doesn't even have parents. I'm like, just when, full I'm, cult leader with her and just abusive, like, religious leader. I, mean, I just can't see any of that maternal I mean, stuff. So totally fair if that's your reading. Like, because I got the feeling of, like, she doesn't want anything to do with him because he had to press and be like, but if I go and bathe in the waters, then, like, I am Mandalorian again. And she's like, fucking technicality. Yeah, you're Mandalorian again, I see, guess. This, like, this plays all she's into She's wearing helmets, so what do we know? Uh, you know? Upbring, upbringing yeah. of, like, trying to figure out how to satisfy God, you know, like, feeling like, guilty no, and trying to redeem myself is, like, that's now, what I'm saying. And part of the queasiness about watching this for me is I've always been, like, I want Mando to stay a religious zealot because, like, I think that's interesting. And I would love to be able to consume media that glorifies a religious zealot and a person who says weapons are a part of my religion. Like, that is fun right. for me to fantasize about, but it is completely divorced from what I think is cool in real life. And I, that's what I'm trying to articulate is now real life yeah. is butting up against fantasy where I'm like, a lot of other right. people are going to watch this and be like, boy, oh boy, this is speaking mm. right to me. I got my gun <laughs> on my hip and I've been telling yeah. my son that he better fucking be straight. You know, like this I is the way. I watch 300 and then I watch Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. Like, that was like, I love shit. I love dumb macho. I read Frank Miller graphic novels and I was like, that was a fun escape objectively a terrible like message to like all of this well, yeah, shit well, is like, messaged horribly but i, I mean, used you, to think you, that you could be an adult and not be influenced by you know fiction uh, i mean you mentioned movies. john wick 4 earlier and it's one of the most violent movies that you probably imagine i've not seen by the way i'm just but i, I fucking like guns, i so. fucking loved it be, i mean just the level of choreography yeah. that exists in that movie the skill of the filmmaking like Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, I mean it's it's immaculate. Like it, it is it is truly spectacular when they're like, hey, let's just let stunt people it, like just create a stunt Oscar. Let's let's get that over with. But like when you let people be creative who aren't normally given the reins, you you get to see some truly spectacular stuff. In no way am I like, now I gotta go get a bunch of guns that have like exploding ammunition that can set people <laughs> on fire now. But but I there's a craft and an artistry to what that is that I can appreciate that I don't know that other people can in our right. society where it's like oh i see this completely as the glorification of of guns and violence and this this is the way for me where it's like yeah guns are super fucking sweet and you know whatever like we'll just live with like my partner brought up like w was there a something about a shooting she's like was there a shooting i was like i don't know probably you know like at a certain yeah. point she's like yeah it, yes there was yeah. We can we can safely assume there was a mass shooting somewhere today. This is our country, and we just have decided to say, "Fuck it, let's live with it." I can I can detach myself from that in a lot of these things. I don't know that 
other people in our country can, but I can still find my enjoyment in things like John Wick in things like having the religious zealotry of the Mandalorian being a part of the story. I just felt that all of the, all of the Mandalorian stuff was so unclear in whatever it was they were trying to do between the zealots and the, and the no hats, right? Like yeah, the fact it doesn't that never tie in, you're right. It, it, it never does. I mean, they, they, play chess they argue they fight grogu stops them. like <laughs> they the, say the no, honor no. he says honor yeah. loyalty and something else and it's like how does that tie the, into your ritual it'd be cool it, to find that out it it's like they had it's like we've got to do this stuff with dr pershing we've got to start laying the tracks for this other stuff it's like if you had really taken the time to think about what the conflict between those two groups really is and get down to the history and talk about what's motivating these two forces both to be what they are and to continue to stay that way and then put them in a room. Yeah. And, and why do we have to be on Mandalore? We were just given a track to land on Navarro where we can create a new start, but no, we've got to go back to Mandalore because that's where fucking Moff Gideon's clone army is. And you're just like, all of it was, was ill thought out. Seems like it was, I mean, to me it all seemed, and this is just pure fucking speculation. But it really does feel like when they put a button on the end of season two with Luke fucking Skywalker taking Grogu off and they're like, you know what? We actually have to retcon that entire fucking thing. Also, we're going to do it in the Book of Boba Fett, a show that is going to be (laughs) really fucking awful midway through the season. John, can you come into our office? Hey, I just watched the season two finale. Did you oh. just end our yeah. highest grossing show? Yeah. Hey, well, John. yeah, in a very natural way that, you know, sets up and pays off to larger. No, 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 John, no, no, yeah, no, 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 the great, great, I mean, great writing, great writing. Um, but have you seen the latest merchandising numbers on the Grogu doll? Because we were thinking, I mean, we've got a toy line developer where he'll actually jump up and do flips in the air. The the test groups are going fucking nuts for it. Anyway, you think you can, uh, you know, bring him back I, maybe somehow? I'm going to retire in seven years, so I don't want to wait for the <laughs> biggest movie of all fucking time when we bring Grogu out of the closet, you know, for the first time in seven years. We got to make these toys now, baby. We gotta- no, we're not. Season two, we named them John. We're not stopping making the toy now that his name's fucking Grogu. We let you name him Grogu. It's not happening. You're making more Grogu. They're going to start tattooing yeah, him so that they can make a new toy every every tattoo yeah, yeah. to collect. Oh, yeah, a, a scar, you know, a new outfit. <laughs> I'm shocked that he still wears the same little robes. I thought in that last scene snack. he'd be a little more Mando. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they figured out how to design that yet because they're like, oh, fuck, this is going to look weird putting him in a Mandalorian suit. Well, but this is the season of it. truly them being like, it's kind of hard operating the puppet. You just want to put him in a robot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Can we please we put him in a fucking... We could just CGI the shit out of him in a robot, guys. <laughs> can we just crank his ass and stick him in that thing? Like, it'll be fine. The the little feet you mentioned, Colin, of Grogu now running, like, oh, I mean, just the most God. obviously puppeted thing in the world. <laughs> like, it's very funny. He's Kermit. He's a little Kermit the Frog, and when the person who literally voices Miss Piggy invented <laughs> yeah. that species Yoda, yeah. and, and did this incredible part, yeah. it's astounding because you're like, that's incredible for that little bit. If Yoda at one point had been like, 
get on the ship i will take me to millennium Falcon. like the rest of the movies was like him having adventures with luke too we would have all gotten sick of yoda yeah we were like this fucking is weird they're like no we gotta build a stage underneath a swamp so he can just like move as slowly as possible yeah i don't i don't know i'm i'm fine with it because i think it's silly and like yeah i like it i like seeing silly yeah i don't know but uh I mean, I to be clear, I want Grogu gone and have, but yes. since he's here, I'd rather him. This like whole a season could have been than, gone. Uh, That's I. I told you, BC. I was like, what if this would have been episode four of this yes. season? Well, like, it's like either either be gone or be able to have the competence that he displayed at the end of this episode. Yeah, right. Like he trained with Luke fucking Skywalker. He has skills and abilities. He's just for most of the season, he's just toddling along, doing flips and contributing absolutely nothing he rescued Be- because it like maybe it wasn't the episode yeah. of the season uh, i like season or episode two uh he did or he do force pushes he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on his little bubble and yeah i mean i don't know it's just it's it has felt so forced all of the all of the grogu stuff has felt forced all of the mandalorian lore has felt forced all of it has felt completely rushed all of the season has felt like it led to the finale, which is like, well, we should probably do a hard reset, don't you guys think, and maybe get back to our roots of Adventure of the Week. Yes. If you can sense that in the writing, you're like, oh, they know something was wrong. Like, no, they it- know that this was not what they wanted to be doing creatively. So like, all right, well, let's put a tag on the end of the season where we're like, we promise we'll do better next year. You know? And it's just like, <laughs> great. I mean, I oh. guess that's reassuring, but you are also recognizing that what this was did not work. Which no. I guess I appreciate is I, <laughs> the I sense that they're like, yeah. Brady, my answer to the John Wick question of how can you like justify that or whatever, I can like that stuff because at the end of the day, I'm not being manipulated by it. Right. What it's presenting is what it's presenting. And if yeah. you gel with that, you gel with that. When I watch Mandalorian, a, a little mouse named Mickey <laughs> is stabbing me in the chest, <laughs> but he's holding up this picture to my face that says Star Wars on it, and it's like yeah. all I can see. But I know I'm being hurt, and I know he's like that doesn't manipulating just make you me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I'm gonna, I've, I've, I've never been more convinced that <laughs> no, you need to that. watch Andor. Like, you oh, need yes, to yes, watch Andor I, now I, I, because it, it hurts it, my feelings because it makes me know that you think I'm dumber than I am. If you watch Andor, <laughs> you'll understand why a part like, of me still loves. I'm Star setting Wars up so a much. beeline on this podcast when I return, and I'm like, no, I've it. no, you, you, you send us, you send us a message in the Discord, and you're like, it's happened, and we'll be like, game on, we're recording right now. Yeah, come on and. Sp- Bit the thoughts. Let's and go. And if you hate it, well, you can have an oh, hour talking I would, about I would, how you hate it. I would love that too. Either way, but uh, I think the ideas that exist in Andor do run up against what that mouse stabbing you in the chest talks about. That the very directly, very weirdly in the face <laughs> of the mouse. It seems Whereas, like the mouse maybe didn't see it until it was already out. Wait a minute. And that's oh, why no, I'm worried no. about season two. I'm like, well, I, I'm, I don't I know how they got eyes are on it. I, I really do think that it was the mouse going, you know what? We should have a TV show. Whatever. <laughs> Damn the torpedoes. Did you see what HBO is doing? Let's do one of those. He just did too many lines right before the meeting <laughs> and approved it. Like, it, but I do think there is something where because Tony Gilroy is like he just like I don't give a shit about Star Wars, but I'm a great writer, and if you want to know what I would do, like, because he he talks about like his pitch to them was like 
I shouldn't do this, but if I were doing this, this is what I would do. And they're like, here's a bunch of money. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this, you know, because it was like, I wouldn't advise he because it was essentially like, I'm not going to advise you to do this because I don't think it's in your corporate interest to make this show. And it's not like Andor is not action figures, even though proudly displayed up there. You can't see it out of out of frame there. Did find a Cassian Andor from the Andor series action figure in the world. Immediately added it to the collection. Wow. Very excited about that. But it's not like you're selling a lot of Luthen dolls. It's not like those are one Lego figures set. that are flying. One There's Andor one Lego set. Can't even imagine. There, there could be at least two. Yeah, there um, several, but but, but it audience. is the antithesis of of what all of this shit writing is where it's like we don't care about the dolls we don't care about any of that what what happens if we told a realistic story set in these wild space fantasy circumstances where the mandalorian is like we don't need to be grounded in any sort of reality we could just do whatever we want and and, and for what the mandalorian sets. yeah and, and make a shitload of lego sets and eight-year-olds are gonna love it and they're gonna be playing din Djarin and din grogu in and it sets up a, a future generation of kids who grew up with Star Wars not on the big screen but as a thing that was in their home with them which is completely different experience than I, I imagine most of us grew up with where Star Wars was I mean I first saw Star Wars yes like on VHS but saw it when it was re-released in theaters before the prequel trilogies all those yeah like I seeing seeing those re-released movies blue moment I'm gonna see Return of the Jedi next week I'm it's coming to back to movie theaters that, yeah. is it in IMAX I'm, too I've been thinking about it I don't know if it's an IMAX where I'm at, but I know it's coming back to the art theater that has an IMAX Damn. screen. It's gonna be but it's like, it, it is of a different generation. And part of me is bumping up against that because it is Disney. It is very corporate, but it's doing its job, I imagine. I mean, I, I kids love this shit, which is great. I but... love this shit, too. Here's the thing. I think it's bad, but I love so much shit in my life that's bad that I... yes. I, I'm not, and be, and be, like I've said, because I have Andor, I'm not mad anymore. I think I would right. be mad if I didn't have Andor, but I do. I have something good. Like if you came off of Book of Boa Fett, Kenobi, and Mandalorian Season 3, you'd be like, that's three big swings and misses yeah, yeah. in that's a row. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're on, and I feel so bad for you. You need to watch Andor. Go, go get a palate cleanser. I, I will if you it, don't even watch Andor, just watch some of the panels from this convention of people <laughs> from Andor in that environment. It's so funny because Tony Gilroy's like, I'm weirded out by this. And there's this clip of Diego Luna like trying troopers. to explain. Yeah. He's like, you know, the monologues in this show, uh, something that's important to me that I want. He's like interjecting something that I wanted to say. It's important to me is, you know, like the, the monologues in the show give you insight into the characters. You know, they're not exposition. It's like they bring you closer to the characters and they reveal mm. things that you maybe already knew about them, but like, you know, uh. they're put into words and like, and it's so funny. <laughs> like, just kind of the horror in all of their eyes of like, we've watched all this shit and it is just battle plan, battle plan, battle plan, <laughs> bad action scene, bad action. They, they're just like, they are from a different planet than the rest yeah. of uh, the convention is. And I like it well, both. I, I like the just. I've been to those conventions. Uh, just, just sit down with Luthen Rails monologue from episode, I don't know, eight or nine or whatever it is, and you just be like, someone said these words in a Star Wars, and you're like, all right, I, I can live off of that for a, a shitty season of The Mandalorian. And let's be, I'm gonna come back for Mandalorian season four. Of course. I will, 
I will be there when it returns because they did give me enough of the carrot with, hey, we're going to hunt space Nazis. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then if the stick is, but we also, it's bad writing, so don't worry about it. Like, I'll still come back. How of course, long, for but me, we talked about we'll be forty eventually. We'll oh, be we're gonna, I'm going to be in my forties by the time this out. fucking movie At comes out. At what point am I too old? <laughs> That's something I'm, I'm going to wonder. About. I'm going to be too it's... old if Ahsoka is as bad as Mandalorian, <laughs> which I it... desperately hope that it is not. It's just like if I don't have a kid before that movie comes out, I almost can't justify going to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably am not going to go on opening night. It will be uncomfortable. 40 years old by myself you guys like mandalorian i don't know one of my favorite characters i think i don't know be that guy oh i'm gonna go who am i kidding i'll i'll absolutely be there because because i'm gonna own it like i fucking love this shit at the end of the day i still love talking about it with you guys love talking about to anyone who will listen to me talk about it it's (laughs) it's fun it is it sparks my imagination in a way that few other things do Right. Like it is something that I have a genuine, deep and like running affection for. It hurts when it sucks and it's, you know, it's frustrating. But it's like I can I I went back the other day and I threw on a new hope just because I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna throw on a new hope. Brady won Kenobi. You mean old man Brady, that guy who still likes Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they used to call me one. Yeah. Like. I'll just put it on in the background. Like I don't have to be focusing and watching it, but it's like, it does still resonate with me. I can still go back and look at shots and just engage with the stuff, but it, it doesn't make the shitty stuff hurt any less, but it's right. good to know. that's like, I've got good stuff that's out there. Adam, you're right. There's a lot of, there's so much of it, right? There's so many different things that you can engage with. However you want to video games, comic books, novels, movies, all sorts of TV cartoons. Like, it has built its own universe in like our creative imagination. And I think that's like, that's the most important legacy of star Wars. So whenever I have to suffer through like really bad writing, it's like fine, whatever, but I'm going to give it another shot. I don't, I don't think there's anything at this point. I guess it's like, I'm in an abusive relationship now. I'm starting to realize where it's like, no matter what it does, I'll come back. Is yeah. this bad? Do we need to talk about Listen, this? Just yes. make sure that you're abusing, <laughs> make sure you're abusing Star Wars and that Star Wars is not abusing you. This is, That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I abuse myself to Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I truly just cannot move past the written for eight-year-olds by eight-year-olds. It's yeah. It, I know that we talked a lot about like guns and violence in the state of America and like the religious read this episode. Like your listeners could probably say, why are you putting all this on Star Wars? My main point is, and to go back to the manipulations and stuff, when I watched A New Hope, when I watched Empire Strikes Back, when I watched Return of the Jedi as a kid, those were made by a guy who wanted to tell that story. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a financial motivation. There was no extra incentive to him. There was at a certain point where he was like, oh shit, people are really digging this and they're buying a ton of toys. I'm going to keep going, but keep going into a thing he created and wanted to make. I do not believe this season of television is what John Favreau wanted to make yeah. at the end of the day. No, absolutely not. Yeah. You, that's that's a thousand percent right. That's I a great also point. think yeah. to to the point of the original trilogy too, it wasn't getting lost in the fucking minutia of what it would eventually be with you know the prequel trilogy and and the Senate and the politics and what are midichlorians and like. There was a mysticism. Oh, yeah. But like, even that was something that guy wanted to talk about. Yeah. None of us wanted to hear it at the yeah. time. Yeah. 
But the originals have a mysticism that invites invites that spirit of creativity and imagination and wonder that we all have. And now it's like, well, now we got to talk about why a certain sect of Mandalorians don't get along with another sect of Mandalorians. It's like, how did we get here? And Kids why, if we're it. even, and why, if we're here, are we not even trying to tell it well? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, let's just let some mystic things be mystic. Yeah, know. if I were going to sum this up, I would give the the writing and the storytelling of the season like a three out of ten. I'd give the production design like a seven because I think it's better than Kenobi. Uh, I'd give the action. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd give the action like a seven, maybe even an eight if I focus on the good parts. Um, I love the dog fights. Um, Can I ask? Would you rather go back and watch this or Kenobi? Um, I've watched Kenobi so many times. All right, Colin, you, would you rather watch this or Kenobi? I told you guys, I haven't finished Kenobi. I got got like two episodes in and was like, I don't know. And then the other day for the first time, literally watched the full end fight and was like, oh, you know what? That was pretty good. That's, I I don't know. I like Kenobi a lot more than this season of Mando just because when the bad stuff is filtered out, there are like memorable moments that I enjoyed a lot throughout the, yeah. the course of the show, which is mostly Ian McGregor reaction shots, right? Like yeah. it's 90% of the stuff that I love in that show is Ewan looking sad. Adam, I've been saying this with my hosts on Normies Like Us a lot recently where we just cannot get into the adult and kid narrative anymore i just oh, yeah, it's yeah. i'm i'm so done with this story of the whole lone wolf and cub that going on to another season of mando with it which is maybe the show that primarily influenced all these knockoffs like i just i don't know it's so did you, thin for me did you bump up against last of us with the same I, lone we, wolf and cub we liked it, but that was the weakest part was just watching another show that is, again, this relationship between a tough older person and a soft Which is literally Pedro Pascal doing the same thing and without a mask, right? just the fact that it's the yeah. same fucking yeah. actor and that we don't see his face one time this season. Because I know that he's off shooting another show. He's killing zombies, doing the same fucking thing. And it sucks. He's so good in Last of Us 2. Like, when you see his face as an actor... It's powerful because he's a great yes. fucking actor. He's better yes. in the suit too. He was in the suit a lot in this finale, from what I could tell. Like I, I really feel like I can clock okay. when it's John Wayne's grandson, when it's a stunt coordinator, when it's him. He was okay. in at the end of episode seven, and I felt like he was in the suit a lot more in this episode and episode eight, and it makes a difference for me. I like watching a like a man who's not trying to pretend to be John Wayne in the suit more than I like watching. The highs of Mandalorian to me are always going to be that season two finale. I don't, I don't even need any of the Luke stuff. Literally the emotional core of taking that helmet off a little green claw touches one of our great actors eyes and he just fights off the tears and it's so emotional to now. I am so worried that if I do have a kid in 10 years, he's going to be like, what do you like about the Mandalorian? As we're going to this movie, and I'll be like, um, I like the song. I don't really remember much else. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a mess. Um, yeah. 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 It's a mess. I think that's a good place to sort of pin season three of Mandalorian. Yeah. Is that it's a big fucking mess. Yes. You're right. It it largely looks really I, good. The writing is 
really bad. It, it largely exists to make aggregate news sites uh, headlines at the end to be like, did Moff Gideon survive? What will happen to Mando next season? Do you think this? Do you think that? Did this? What about the Darksaber? I, do you think there was anything about this season that was good for those sites, though? I feel that's more a function of the websites having to leech off of Star Wars than because yeah. I don't think there was a big reveal this season, right? It was a pretty no. wet fart of a season no. as yeah. far yeah. as like a headline. I mean, we we did not get one of Thrawn's name appeared one season that was it Thrawn himself yeah. did not appear we Nobody got Hux's up. dad which everyone <laughs> was clamoring <laughs> for I can't even imagine <laughs> I can't even imagine I thought for sure we would see a Sukatana one more time yeah just to set I, her stuff up I mean no. for me the the big like Zebarelios as a Rebels fan was like yeah that was cool cool see him in live action but unless you're like a big animated fan you're just kind of like oh that's a kind of a cool looking character but like it even his cameo didn't carry the weight of like Oh, I've got something important to say about what I'm doing in the universe right now. There was none, none of that, other than, "Hey, we're bringing Moff Gideon back." Guess what? He wasn't, he wasn't captured. He's free now. Also, he's Super Shredder. I, I do want to say, I I love that. (laughs) I want to say, uh, the last thing I want to say is that watching this show, um, with Paulette was really fun all season. I watched the episodes the night they come out, like at midnight, um, Mm -hmm. because I fucking love it it's fun um and usually i end the episode and i'm like that wasn't very good can't wait to watch (laughs) it with paulette though because she's probably going to enjoy it because she's Mm. not precious about star wars she doesn't have like the context doesn't really matter and she doesn't care it's like when i watched the new season of gilmore girls and there were things that i liked about it because i'm not precious about the universe of gilmore girls right um When are we doing our Gilmore Girls podcast? Yeah. We will do that. We will do that. Okay, good. I'm just All saying, right. looking at it as entertainment that you can consume once as an episode of TV, uh, yeah. there are a lot of... It'd be harder for me to get her to watch Chernobyl and have a good time or like other shows right. that I No love. one's having like, a good time watching Chernobyl. <laughs> I did. I watched it. I loved yeah. it. But, uh, I, I too love Chernobyl, but it's not like a wee! <laughs> you know? Yeah, I gotta watch another. Yeah. Just can't stop. <laughs> The nuclear meltdown in my brain. <laughs> uh, but if you want to be catatonic on the couch for six hours and oh. you know, uh, really sink into something, your yeah. tears. sink yeah. into depression. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I wonder if people. I'm curious about how my friends who don't care about Star Wars, who do watch Mandalorian, feel about it. Mostly, what I've gotten I... from people in that position, like my buddy Schaefer, was like. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, it's been a great season. Like, it's kind of silly, but like, you know, I have a lot of friends who like watch a lot of um, like sci-fi channel originals and like, hmm. you know, fantasy TV shows like that are bad. And it's just you watch the bad show for the scenes that are cool and because it's something to throw on the TV. And I do yeah. think like, I don't know, it's probably OK. It, I probably would like it more if I didn't care. Um, I guess is my point. But yeah. it's so hurtful to me that somebody would sit on the couch and be like, what am I going to watch? The Expanse or Mandalorian? They're the same quality. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. My barometer is my dad who, you know, in 1977 saw Star Wars in theaters and took us to all that shit and has watched all these seasons. And yeah. I get a text after every episode going, where the heck's this going? What is this? <laughs> I, go, I don't know, I man. That's nope. a good point. Not only do <laughs> I not know, the writers didn't know when they... So Who is we'll find out next week. Heck? I'm like, I don't, don't <laughs> ask me that. It doesn't matter. 
Wait, you, you tell me your dad wasn't familiar with Keller and Beck from the knockoff Legends of the Hidden Temple Star you Wars Kids.com television program? Jedi Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, watching you tell me he wasn't up on that? And Favreau tried to navigate that question about how excited were you? Because, you know, the, the people doing these interviews. How excited were you to get Ahmad Best back to be Keller and Beck to rescue <laughs> Rogue? We, we knew. Then, we were on. pretty just, freaking stoked. Um, <laughs> hold on. This edible is getting me. Yeah, I'm really kicking it. I'm freaking out right now. Wolf on my shirt, like, alive. <laughs> it's, like, howling at me right now. <laughs> uh, wait, you talking about Ahmad Best? Are you He's talking great. about how someone He's came to us and He's said, this best. is going to happen in your show. Figure it out. <laughs> like, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, exactly. It's, it feels like... It feels like just sometimes asking Dave Filoni and being like, what would blow people's minds? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and we I, didn't I get the second half of that days, flashback, though. by the way. No. No, no that'll, be for, oh, that'll be for the Book of Bo-Katan. Um, they'll be in two. Little Grogu, what are you doing in my throne room? By the way, did you ever <laughs> yeah. tell me about the time you got saved? <laughs> It's going to be Ahsoka's going to flash back to her time yeah. with Luke in the fourth episode. And then Grogu's there and Grogu is going to force talk to her and be like, also, this is what happened at the end of Mandalorian uh, in that sequence when we flew through that tunnel. And this is what happened. After this that. Is, like, you, you guys both are pretty caught up on the Marvel cinematic universe, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do people get sick like do do normies get sick of this shit eventually like i because this season seems pretty impenetrable for a yeah regular person just watching star wars do you think there's gonna be a great star wars reset you know in 10 years or, or interesting i saw a big article on collider uh, one of those aggregate sites i enjoy uh to not rip them apart but saying are they going to start running into the Marvel problem of does it all have to be you have to see all of it to understand it, blah, blah, blah. My thing is the second anybody comes out and says, look at the screen behind me for the presentation of the entire timeline. Then I go, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You're going to lose everyone. This just needs to be an abstract concept where like it's just sci fi and anybody can do anything in it. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think they I mean. Yes, I, I and they have Marvel as the roadmap, which is, I mean, I've fallen off of Marvel, and I was a big Marvel fan for a long time, but I'm getting really, there. I mean, really fell off after after Endgame, where I was like, right. okay, like whatever, like the I, finishing I, point, <laughs> yeah, like I, Endgame, the end, like you did it, congratulations, a monumental feat, go do something else, and like, well, we'll still take some pieces, like, oh god, like I, I think they have that as a roadmap, and it's. And there's their, you know, there's there there's inner turmoil, or turmoil. You know, they are they going to yeah. go to the light side? Are they going to go to dark side? Like we're going to do a, a movie about the beginning of the Jedi, which we've noted is like wildly interesting as a concept to be like, we're not connecting this to any fucking thing. You want to talk about religions? This is this is Old Testament shit. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, but we're also going to do the Ray movie. And I'm like, no why like it it is they are so of two minds and that we've got to appease these two things that it's like you have to, you have to let some of that stuff go because it's not going to be good but again just because kathleen kennedy comes out and says the movie's gonna happen, doesn't mean the fucking movie's gonna happen no. so. like let's i i always retiring. think about oh i did not hear that i thought that she would announced be her retirement like months and months ago but she still seems to be running everything 
I just, I always think about that interview with her where she's like, when I got the job, I said to George Lucas, what is Star Wars? What does Star Mm -hmm. Wars mean to you? And I would ask it to every person we interviewed for a director. In my mind, she now out loud every time she announces these projects goes, who is our audience? Who wants to see these movies? I would like to know that. Let's explore her. I'll tell you who our audience is. A bunch of little babies <laughs> who want guns. She hopes. I don't think kids like this as much. I, I know that the Fortnite putting Mando in there, that's to me, that's their best shot. That's them going like, please. Yeah, I'll be curious. Please love us. I'll be curious to see how many more seasons we get and if it all ties up. But uh, I think it's one. It's a big I mean, I, uh, it might be one more and then the film, I guess. And then, the and then time whatever, that. you know, he pops up in Asuka. He pops up in yeah. uh, you know, last time we were on here. Can I say last time I was on this podcast to talk about the audio dramas, which I absolutely loved. Uh, you guys were like, and so what do you think of this next season of Mandalorian? I was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like <laughs> talked about it a little bit. When I left the podcast, I was like, oh, they asked me that because it's coming out like next week. (laughs) And I I was so confident that that skeleton key thing was a movie. No, I'm all turned around. So then we're going to have like (laughs) eight episodes of this thing. Skeleton crew is coming out. The next thing is Ahsoka. Ahsoka (laughs) comes out when? Uh, June? A month? Yeah, two months? I don't know. I think it's August. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, uh, and then we'll get Skeleton Crew, and then we'll get Andor Season 2, I think, is next after that. Uh, and then maybe <laughs> Acolyte. I don't know. I think I think oh. you're, you you mentioned the, the timeline on a screen. It is such a funny thing where Marvel's got to be like, now here's where all of these movies canonically fall in this. It's like, we've got to n- not go into that, because it feels like that's what they've tried to do. All the High Republic stuff, which in in literature is cool like it's a fun timeline thing but if they start to then introduce that and be like now we're gonna bring this into live action too and this is where it falls on the timeline is right here it's like just let those be the books and the comics please don't try to insert this into they'll mine everything they are they will it's it's it is going to happen which is unfortunately upsetting but it's like my my thing is like i'm gonna hang my hat on that there is something that is not directly related to a Skywalker about the force. It could potentially really suck, but it it seems like for a movie that's been announced that doesn't have to be tied to something. It's like, at least they're still thinking about things that don't have to be like, well, there's a Darth Vader that, you know, there's a Palpatine that, you know, there's a Skywalker that, you know, it's like, give me something where I don't know any of these people. I don't know a single fucking character and tell a compelling story and let that be your start point and not try to like, well, I'm going to weave together a universe of timelines and a vast galaxy where everyone just runs into each other. Yeah, Ray is... Skywalker, what are you doing here? <laughs> in Grogu. This oh. is the third time I've randomly crossed paths with you in like the last three years, which is crazy <laughs> because that's interesting to happen in a Walmart in a small Do you town. have a lot of clones out there? Because like, I know those are popular these I'm days. I'm sure they do. Just you? No? Okay. <laughs> as, as we're wrapping up here, let me ask you guys a question. How are you going to, for the audio, put a, a small transition of a little circle to oh close out this podcast? <laughs> well, you know, Colin, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you might notice that my voice is getting smaller and smaller and more quiet <laughs> as I'm talking. And 
you know, I, I don't know if anyone else can talk while it's happening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um yeah uh anyway Mandalorian season three i just want to comment on that wipe real quick star wars has always had wipes i laughed out loud (laughs) like i was watching a cartoon my grandmother would have put on this she's like this is about mice that you know read the bible this is a nice little cartoon that has the grandma in like a rocking chair that would go have a go it's the ending of babe i think literally the movie babe the pig ends ends with a spotlit circle where he's like goodbye I know this is another property, but if Porky Pig had popped out of that circle and said, that's all, folks, like, I would have been like, that tracks. He was the Mandalorian. I used to to love seeing those wipes because, you know, it's like something you never see. But in this season, they especially use the wipes as like, we did a bad job. Here's a wipe. They especially use the wipes, and I never notice music. I'm the worst when it comes to scores. I this could is... tell that Ludwig Grossman did not score this season because it, cause was it rough. Just fucking sucked. The uh, music sucked. <laughs> Chrysanthi Tan uh, does a podcast called Star Wars Music Minute, which is all, and mm. her, uh, their Twitter has been like lit up with what the fuck is happening like someone a nice person who never complains about things at least in my experience listening to their podcast but like has just been like what happened like this is bad it's bad the quality is just immensely drops it's insane and it's funny because you know like i could predict when it's like they're gonna do the mando like oh that's about to happen and then it does you're like yeah okay yeah there he is there it is that's yeah you know you that talk Thank you for teleporting, like, just letting me know that was going to come. Just gave it to me on a platter, and I'm like, and then it happens. I'm like, good, great job, everybody. Good job with that. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have we... Can we? Is there anything nice we can say? I feel like we did. We do. Did we do too many negatives from I, last that, episode? Where that's we, a great thing to say. We trashed four episodes. I was. Is there, can I we was end on a positive? Expecting to mostly just talk happily. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with it. the problem. Is I agree with everything that y'all are saying. It just my experience is different because like I know how to eat garbage. I guess it's like the difference. And like I was, it was like oh, this is some tasty garbage. I'm yeah. Like when I come away from things, I think a lot less about the plot than I think about. Like, man, those two new pistols that look kind of like that Moff's pistol and Dark Forces. Like, that was cool, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, um, but then Din Jarn's explaining the transit of property, why the Darksaber has a new owner. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I get it. Um, the nice things that I'll say are um, we got a lot of dog fights uh, that were yes. cool. I love that we're to a point with, I'm not a CG fan, uh, but in general, I always prefer practical, but we're now getting to a point with CG, even in television shows, where I can watch an extended sequence and be like, that was cool. Uh, that's new for me. Uh, otherwise, what was cool? I really like Carson Tina's of... jacket. <laughs> I, I loved you saying that. Yes, we all want to dress like him, except I yes. do want the blue one. Yeah. Um, it seemed like less screen craft. It seemed like more sets this season. Is yeah. that yep. true? I, the I have volume, no idea. The volume, aside from Mandalore, uh, which was heavily volumed, like yeah. the volume disappeared better than in Obi Wan. Uh, um, yeah, Obi Wan was terrible for the volume. I didn't didn't even notice it, which is definitely high praise. Um, yeah, I think the I think you're right. The the in one shines in a lot of the season. I think those sequences are are fun. 
even if it's like turn off your brain action. I did think the action was really well done in this last episode for most of it, even if the story beats didn't work. So I do want to like, I don't know. I just want to, I want to leave with a little something, a little good taste in my mouth. as like, maybe if we take those positives into next season, we do some kick-ass action. We go back to adventures of the week. We maybe keep our characters slightly consistent. I got hope. I got hope. Uh, Cross my fingers. I like watching him. I think oh, he does a lot of stupid stuff, but I'm always oh my God, he's, when he's on screen. Look, yeah. we were talking comic books. Swamp Thing plays a pirate this season. Really? Great. Nice. I'm all about, yeah, yeah. He's, oh he's my pitching. God, <laughs> amazing. Shand, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, pirate uh, Gorian yeah. Shand, yeah. Oh. Gorian Shand, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought you were talking about an actual Swamp and... Thing comic. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's a pirate. I'm like, yeah. sign me I'm up for that. Living Tree says like, Mando, what are you doing here? I'm like, great. Excellent. Yeah, that that ship was cool too. Uh, yes. That, uh, hammerhead uh, Chris. A squid kissed a mollusk. I I loved that oh, stuff weird. so much. I really did. Legitimately, I like the idea of that. There are weird things program. that are good. It's just the through line of what this was didn't tie all those things together that it had previously been able to do. I think really well in seasons one and two because it it just felt like too much heavy lifting was trying to be done. From some oh. dark forces that we are not seeing. <laughs> the Shadow Council. Yeah, the uh, Shadow Council. Is, yeah, and one of them is literally Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out, I watched every episode twice this season. Nice. I, I ran fucking through them, and and the first time I watched them, I skipped the Dr. Pershing stuff, because I was like, nope, don't have time for it. Literally was <laughs> no patience. Get this out of here. And watching it the second time, I gotta say, was I think it's one of... I don't I, know. I trashed that episode whenever it first came out. Now I'm like, I don't know, maybe one of the better ones of the season. You literally yeah. got a fucking Nazi at a table going like, man, you guys remember when the Imperials were in charge? That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that that was one of the more interesting parts, regardless yeah. of whether it was good or not, which is kind of how I feel about Kenobi is like, maybe it was bad, but it. I think about it a lot, you know? <laughs> and it is important, I guess, for this machine to have the Inquisitors, which is this thing that they've always hinted at and used in other media to go, like, here they are in live action. I like that things like that exist. I just wish it wasn't for the reasons of, like, well, of course, they've got to be in that because, you know, we mentioned them five times. We sell these many toys. We can push the comics that are the Inquisitor based. You know, people will start watching Rebels again. We'll highlight those episodes. And you're like, yeah, no, I know, I know yeah relax yeah. i'm I, here i'm watching your app i don't know what else you want me to do <laughs> yeah. I, I am paying you you have my monthly installs yeah, yeah, i'm paying it's you over. dollars a month specifically yes. for star wars yeah. like, to yes live in the cloud. and you <laughs> don't have much else and that's why yeah, that's i fear wild. that they do this high saturation of like i can see them getting cold feet and being like you know what dave filoni that movie is actually not gonna be in theaters yeah yeah, yeah. like you we need the subscribers unfortunately yeah Oh God! I hope it doesn't. I hope everything. I hope that skeleton key, skeleton crew blows us out of the water. Uh, but if you're looking for you better imagine. content, <laughs> <laughs> I, at this moment, I cannot. Imagine I have. I have a to blow me out of the water. Just has, just has action figures of like six little children and Jude yeah. Law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Captain Hook, I'm like, begging you, fantastic. Colin. I'm begging you every time you get on the show. You gotta watch Skeleton Crew, man. Skeleton I swear, crew. It's, it's so good. good. Now we're kind of against. Andor now we're all about skeleton. Like, okay, it's like Stranger Things, but Star Wars and better. So, 
Yeah. Well, Imagine all the possibilities. Colin, if if any of our many, many listeners wanted to listen oh. to something that wasn't about Star Wars, they could check out Normies Like Us, um, where you cover uh, Star Wars, for sure. You also have been on a Star Trek journey, which is one yeah. of my favorite things that you all have ever done. Um, Adam, here, here's what sucks, is recommending our podcast. You go like, okay, if you don't want some sci-fi content, these idiots are about to watch Star Trek Insurrection for their next episode. So, well, I recommend uh, jumping on your most recent Whatcha if you just want to yeah, kind of listen to what, what the normies are, are experiencing it, in, in their lives, the media they're consuming. Uh, that's always really fun. But yeah, where, where can uh, people find you? Anywhere. Uh, at normies underscore like underscore us. Hit up our YouTube page as well. We appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, you guys. That was fun, y'all. Uh, My mouse droid has been like hitting me in the foot. I believe I'm under arrest this <laughs> yeah. entire time, so I think I do have to go. I think oh, it's I think it's gently that. nudging you to go watch some Andor. I think you're going to get that next time. Pushing me off this cliff. Over here. <laughs> I'm just going to go get your mind flayed. Uh, <laughs> all right. I everybody. loved Andor, and I love the New Republic. <laughs> oh, oh no! What happened? <laughs> I'll take another travel biscuit. <laughs> Thank you. Cookies, yes. Um, I can't wait to have the mindfully experience it at Disneyland. Or <laughs> Crank it all the way. Put me right in that thing, baby. No, do do it to 11. We're not doing that slow mindfully. Give me no, the full no, no, Pershing no. is what I'm going to ask gotta, for. <laughs> we got to wipe this out. Well, uh, bye forever, y'all. Um, Go snoke yourselves, <laughs> you Project Necromancer babies. 